It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now. It's stimulating talk. Me, Chet Martin, here with you, and by my side, the New Hampshire redneck, Mr. Brian Bro. I'm ready to roll. Let's do this. The fearless one himself, Mr. C.V. Burton. If you want to see the future, look for harbingers. Look at Argentina, the Netherlands, mm-hmm. and the people rising up against socialism in Ireland and France. Look at it all. All right, guys. Um, we've got a good show lined up for you here today. We've got some great guests. Continuing the discussion from last week, Paul Kaminar will be coming on the program. We also have Tony D, Tony D'Angelo coming on the show as well, and Miss Reggie Littlejohn, who hasn't been on the show for a while, um, and we're happy to bring Reggie back on. All right, guys, so a lot of the discussion today has been surrounding what happened in the House, happened yesterday, rather, uh, Expelled Rep. George Santos, Republican in New York, was ousted in a dramatic and historic vote. The embattled lawmaker had survived two expulsion attempts, but an ethics committee report released last month prompted more lawmakers to say they were ready to out Santos from the House. He's the sixth lawmaker booted from the chamber in our history. The House ethics report said there is clear evidence Santos committed Serious crimes and said he blatantly stole from his campaign, deceived donors into providing what they thought were contributions to his campaign, but were face payments, were in fact payments, sorry, for his personal benefit. Santos faces 23 years. Uh, Santos on Friday had some choice words for the institution that had just expelled him to hell with this place, he said. Santos raced out of the Capitol once he cleared, it was clear he was ousted, but before the vote, He'd been a gaveled, he, the gavel had been closed. He was sworn by reporters. The House voted that's their vote, he said. They just sent, set a new and dangerous precedent for themselves. Most members of the House GOP leadership team voted against outing Santos. National Republican Congressional Committee Chair Richard Hudson voted in favor, favor of the expulsion and former Speaker Kevin McCarthy did not vote. All right, I'll come to CV first. He's the one that really uh, suggested this one. It is a big story. Um, my clear uh, thoughts are, you know, this this probably isn't good, but CV, go ahead. What do you think that's, of the outsting? I didn't hear that Kevin did not vote, but that's telling because uh, I have to give credit where credit is due. Sometimes I gain insight at the hands of somebody else, and I don't like to give them credit. This time it was Steve Bannon who explained that, Kevin McCarthy was entirely behind this move to expel Santos as a way to punish the MAGA movement and to hinder their efforts to secure our borders and rein in the gross, irresponsible and wasteful spending of our government. We're currently at $34 trillion in debt and every 100 days it goes up another trillion dollars just for the finance charges alone. And, uh, there's 105 worthless Republicans who voted to Al Santos, and I want everybody to take their names, primary their asses, because what they're doing here, they're doing the bidding of McCarthy, who himself was outed, who wants revenge, and they're doing the bidding of the Democrats, who in turn are doing the bidding of the lawless one, that is, their lord, Barack Hussein Antichrist. Sort of, uh, you know, Brian, sort of predictable. I mean, McCarthy, I mean, we always said he's Democrat. He's only Republican by the R next to his name. It's not shocking that he did that. I think that, um, you know, I I don't know. This is a bad sight for what's to come. But what do you make out of the outsting? Well, I would say McCarthy is part of the deep state club. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. He, he's, we, we know that. Um, no, actually, I got really excited when you guys first 
told me this uh, the topic that we were going to be talking about um, because I thought at first you guys said DeSantos. I was like, wow, he got ousted and he's not going to be running for president. No. Um, <laughs> and has crappy debates. And, and and terrible boots, terrible boots. Yeah, yep, um, yep. No, but then I, but then I obviously I read the article and and uh, saw what you guys are talking about. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, once you put it put it all together and you realize um, what they're actually doing, they're trying to hurt. Obviously, the 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 politicians that support Donald Trump. Yeah. Because right. they know the numbers, they know the polls. They, I mean, I mean, he's he's at seventy percent. <laughs> That's only what it's they so, admit. That's only what they admit. It's yeah, so stupid. That's it's so like, stupid. and CV makes a good point. If the media is telling you that, I mean, <laughs> it's got to well, be like ninety like percent. The world right. is so bad. They're like ninety percent Trump. So 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 if they know that so so do the deep state politicians yeah, yep. and they know it and they're trying to do everything they, because here's what they know if they can't stop Donald Trump and he gets reelected they need a house that is going to be on their side so that the swamp can survive right i've every we've said that countless times and CV, I agree with Brian. When Donald Trump gets back in, they're afraid of what's going to happen. And that's what this is about, man. They're, they fear what could come around the bend. Half of them are Satanists, by the way, in my opinion. Yeah, um, of course. And they don't want the lid blown off of that. Remember there was a guy who came into, uh, he, he was, he was uh, a freshman congressman. He came into Washington. And he goes, man, there's these all these uh, orgies and uh and weird ceremonies and stuff in in uh, in Washington. And Kevin McCarthy said was mad at him, and he told him to retract it. And and uh, and then he no, did. I he, don't he, remember he, that. He backpedaled it. This was yeah, just like he's a maybe part of it. one or two years ago. Yeah, that was one of. And then McCarthy doesn't vote for this because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be too obvious that he was behind it. And then what are they going to do next? They're going to what are they going to do? Oust Matt Gates. Uh, it made MTG, it obvious when he didn't next? vote. What? When he didn't vote, it made it obvious. Yeah, I know. I mean, he called that's attention like the, to himself. Yeah, it called attention to him. That's the first thing I read was that he didn't vote, and I knew right away he was behind it. I know. I mean, it's so obvious. I mean, Brian, it spits at the face of what uh, could be – what people say. Well, it could be a win for the Republicans, and we're going to – you know, and, and I'm not saying it because you said it, TV, but all the time on this show we do this. Take their names. Know who they are. <laughs> yes. We say that every year about the Republicans. I know. And, Brian, yeah. I got to say, uh, it, it looks like it's working in the deep state favor at this point. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't count it out. But, I mean, at the same same time, it's all theater, right? I mean, all of this is it, – it, when you when you look at all the things that are going on, like the January six and everything else, you know, I saw I saw a video, not to get all conspiracy and everything, but if you take Corona, right, just the word Corona, and you and each letter, right, C is the third letter, so that would be three, right? O mm -hmm. is the fifteenth, right? You keep going down, it, mm -hmm. it, it it adds up to sixty six, right? And then you say, and then you say, okay, there's six letters in Corona. It's six, 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 right? Don't get weird. Then okay. you put, then you take the year 2020 that Biden got elected and you divide 2020 by 666. Do you know what you get? Three zero point three three zero. That is the number to text for Biden. <laughs> it's so messed up. Who sits around and comes up with this? That's I what I want to know. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it was crazy, and I was like, "It is crazy." That's I mean, wild. like it just was. It just was wild. It's not anyway. because in, in CV we, we're let you know, and and it kind of is funny what Brian just said, but. Is it any crazier than what we watch and go over every day, every week on this program? Well, to, I don't think so. To get into that, and you want to get into the conspiracy, uh, conspiracy weeds, I am pretty certain that Barack Obama is this generation's Antichrist. I know you want to laugh at me, but I mean, he's behind all of this stuff. You could trace everything back to him. 
Uh, I don't want to laugh at you. I've called I, him the Antichrist for oh yeah. I mean, he never years. he never left office peacefully when Donald Trump no, was, was he elected. Didn't. He's a piece of garbage. He shook and his he's hand. He, he, he made a nice face. He acted like he was you know malleable and everything else. And then uh, next thing you know, uh, the FBI is trying to frame him and impeach him <laughs> immediately and spy yeah. on it. They were spying on him before he even took the oath. And uh, and it goes on and on and on. And then Barack is behind the the attack on Israel because he funded Hamas, because he funded Iran. And you have Valerie Jarrett, who was like born and raised in Iran. And and you wonder why they, they are so uh, they like they like to play footsie with Iran. They love Iran. And they're, they're the largest sponsor of terrorism in the world. I mean, uh, how more, more obvious can you get? Stand right, we're, by we're, Iran. All right. We're, we're, we're at the end here. Sorry. Yeah, that's why I did that. Okay, guys, we're going to come back with another fantastic discussion. And, of course, the guests after that. And then we'll round it up. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on deck. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. All right, stick around. After this segment, we've got the wonderful Paul Kaminar coming on the show. Uh, Paul, if you know, he was on last week with us. He is a fantastic guest. He's been on with us countless times before. He is the president of the NLPC, former Donald Trump lawyer, and uh, love having Paul on. He's a wealth of information. You're not going to want to miss this. I just wanted to give you guys a laundry list of names and individuals and students that have been diagnosed with different types of cancer after receiving mandated Wuhan coronavirus, starting off Spencer Union, uh, 24 years old. According, uh, according to a GoFundMe page for Spencer, he married his wife, Tina, on July 22nd. While on their honeymoon, they were forced to rush home. Uh, eventually, after things went on, they found out that he had a type of cancer that is extremely rare. Uh, related was a turbo cancer that he had acquired and made him very ill, as well as Haley Personnel, 22 years old, diagnosed with stage 3B melanoma. Uh, Alicia Lockhart, 21. National Guard Reserve on May 23, after weeks of suffering chronic migraines, severe nausea, and body pain, Lockhart was diagnosed with rabomuscaroma, a rare type of cancer that forms in soft tissue. Laura Beck, 23 years old, graduated spring of semester of three, 23, University of Alabama, and was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. Tyler Fenlon, 19 years old, diagnosed with a very rare stage four primary bone, uh, diffuse large B cell lymphoma. Now, the, I could go on and on. This has 27 different names on it, guys. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that is similar between all of these is they've all received their COVID-19 vaccinations. Now, with that said, Brian, I can't prove to you that linked up on all these names that that is exactly what gave all of these young, very, very young people the same kind of cancers. That is a very weird situation and similarity. But I would think that the similarity between all the diagnosis and the type of similar cancers that they have received with the fact that they all got those vaccinations and boosters would tell me there might be something there that we should look at. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, look, we, we've seen this with all kinds of stuff, the myocarditis, yeah. um, you know, the strokes, the blood clots, the, uh, you know, people, the different um, morticians and stuff like that. And yep. these, and these um, 
uh, funeral homes that are saying they're pulling, you know, they're embalming bodies and pulling yeah, out blood clots sick. a foot a yes. foot long. Yes. you know Crazy. what I mean. And there's vi- and there's videos of it. You know yep. what I mean. And so so it's 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 real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we we know that th- there's different batches of these vaccines. You know, are they putting different stuff in different batches? We don't know because you know why. If you go down to your local pharmacist and you and you request to see the insert on the Pfizer vaccine, the insert for that vaccine is blank. Even to this yep. day, we're three years into this. Why are they hiding what the ingredients are? Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. How, how do I how do I know if I'm alert if if something that's in that vaccine is something that I'm allergic to and I can't take the vaccine? I won't know unless I try. Yeah. And you know that is a sick place to be. Yep. You know, yeah. and the fact that these people and these companies and these corporations have absolute immunity. They 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 are immune from any litigation. If you get injured by the vaccine, you can you can put a request in to get some uh, uh, federal um, compensation. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you can't sue them. That's right. The biggest gang in this country and around the world, for sure. CV um, Brian brings up all those great points. With all those deaths and and horrible diagnoses that people have been getting, uh, cancer is just the tip of the iceberg, unfortunately. But these young people all have the same kind of cancers after receiving uh, those vaccines. Yep. And to Brian's point, he was talking about informed consent, which is like the medical law in like every country in the world. And yet there's no medical, there's no informed consent with this uh, vaccine, this COVID vaccine at all. Nobody knows what's in it. And they're reluctant to uh, release the information. And I think all of us know people who have uh, acquired cancer and uh, heart problems and have have passed away probably more from this vaccine than, than we know people who have died from COVID originally. You know what I mean? And I believe... That I read somewhere that like ten percent of people who have received the vaccination have had very adverse effect, and a lot of them have died. I think more people have died now from the vaccine than have died from the original COVID. I mean, I could be wrong, but you know, the, the crazy part is is that we had treatments. But you don't know. We what had treatments. We had hydrochloroquine. Anyway. We had ivermectin. And yet they poo-pooed them, they banned people, they uh, 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 shadow banned people and uh, deplatformed people uh, who, who mentioned hydrochloroquine and ivermectin. And this is insane. And, and it, it, again, it goes with the faithless Democrat Party who have no faith in God. They hate God. They don't believe in God's natural immunity that he put in our system. They think everything's running out. They think we're overpopulating. And uh, and the, the only people who could save the world is the Democrat Party. Hallelujah. Hey, Brian, CV brings up a good point. And, um, you know, it, well, it wasn't really a point. But when he said, I could be wrong, I don't have the... But because... We don't have the numbers. We don't know the exact numbers because they lied to yes. us so much. Yes. We don't know what's a positive, a negative, what was real. We know they lied a lot, and we know that they put up false po- false positives and then all of a sudden yeah. started putting drugs in us that were killing people. So we know that much. That should be sw- That should be a really big, big, big smoke bomb in the horizon showing us what's going to come. Well, and not only that, we also have, you know, we have doctors that were being, I mean, totally just shut down. Their licenses were taken away because they were speaking out and they were prescribing the things that CV mentioned, like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. But it goes even further. Look up the amount of doctors that died suspiciously that were holistic uh, all natural, um, you know, medicine doctors. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, you know, these are not, you know, they're not, you know, they're not the right. med- they're not the medicine. These are real doctors. They just take a natural approach to healthcare, and so these they were they were telling people, you know, like you know, like taking 
you know, 5,000 milligrams of, of uh, vitamin C and, and, and taking heavy, heavy doses of uh, vitamin D. These are all vitamins. You, you can't overdose on vitamins because your no. body's only going to absorb so much vitamins. So yeah. these doctors were taking this approach along with other things. And, you know, and they were getting the word out there. And these doctors, there's many of them, guys, yeah. that have died suspiciously. Some of yep. them that were, even, were supposed to even testify on panels, <laughs> yeah. on state panels, and died the day before. Like, it's just like, come on, man. The latest, yeah, well, the latest one is my, my niece's son. It's her, her only son. She adopted him. She just had a divorce, and she was raised raised a kid by himself. And her father, my brother, is a total libtard. Always was. He's like the my oldest brother. I never talked to him. He never talks to me. And um, and when we were at my mother's funeral <laughs> outside in this gigantic vast uh uh graveyard area, my niece and her adopted son, who's in college now, were standing like twenty five feet away from us, wearing masks outside. And like, <laughs> and, and this was this was not that long ago, and um, uh, it's worse when it's family. And she she heard she she uh, her son called her said he was he was sick he had a high fever she rushed over to the college and took him oh to the hospital God. and the hospital said if you came a day later he would have been dead and then he was diagnosed with leukemia. Oh God, that's horrible. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, yeah I, you know. Well, thoughts and prayers to him. They tell us, well, there's no, there's nothing linked. We don't know that it's giving people cancer or not. Well, to Brian's point, how do we know that there's anything that is or isn't when we can't look at the damn ingredients? Yeah, or the Jesus. data, or we can't look at the data. We don't know how many people actually, when, when COVID was at its peak, I used to ask, what is the overall, has the overall death rate increased at all? And can anybody show me the death rate that, that shows that the overall death rate has increased and nobody could show it. But now, uh, after this vaccine rollout, now people are showing that the, uh, the death rate has increased yeah. after the vaccines came out, has actually increased uh, uh, for all deaths, I mean. Uh, all right, guys. Well, Paul Kaminar is on the line, so we're going to go to him. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. If you strip away the myth from the man, you will see where we all soon will be. Jesus! You started to believe the things that serve you. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulate Talk. And on the line right now, he was on the show with us last week, and we thank him for coming back onto the show this week. And we're talking about Paul Kaminar, the lead counsel of the National Legal and Policy Center. Now, we were going to continue the discussion, but there's so much going on in news surrounding that you're familiar with that I, I really did want to touch on Hunter Biden. Uh, and the House Oversight Committee and his possible testimony. And, and perhaps we'll get into a little bit with the uh, gag order of Donald Trump and where that's going. W uh, with the news of Hunter Biden uh, possibly testifying in front of the House Oversight Committee, where do you see this going, Paul? Well, uh, Hunter Biden uh, has been subpoenaed by uh, the House Oversight Committee and uh, he came back uh, yesterday and said, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll testify, but as, uh, my condition has got to be in public because he claims that uh, if he does it behind closed doors that the Republicans will uh, misconstrue what he says and, 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 and tell the press uh, uh, things that are damaging to Hunter Biden. Uh, I think he's taking a, a gamble here to try to show he has nothing to hide. Uh, however, I don't think... That's going to work. Uh, he can testify in public uh, later on, but the normal procedure is for witnesses to uh, be uh, subject to a deposition 
an interview behind closed doors uh, for very good reason because uh, number one, um, there may be some things that that uh, are uh, uh, secret or confidential or what have you. But more importantly, when you have a public hearing, as we've seen on TV, uh, each member of Congress is only given five minutes to ask the witness any question. Whereas when you're having a, a deposition behind closed doors, uh, those can go on for uh, hours. Uh, and in fact, uh, that was what happened with uh, another uh, president's son, uh, Donald Trump, a son, uh, Donald Trump Jr. Uh, recall he was brought before the January 6th committee um, to uh, testify and he was grilled behind closed doors for some seven or eight hours. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to make sure things are equal, well, uh, uh, Hunter, you, you've got to comply with the subpoena. So I think this gambit that he's throwing out there to try to bait the uh, Republicans to uh, have them go public first is not going to win. Um, they, they can uh, hold them in contempt of Congress. And uh, so so we'll see how that plays out the next couple of weeks. But uh, I, I don't think uh, the Republicans are going to cave and, 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 and take the bait that he go public maybe later on, but you first have to get all the information first uh, behind closed doors and in a thorough investigation so you know what evidence is there and what questions to ask and an open hearing where you've already distilled all the evidence going on. Well, he's got a ton of legal counsel. What do you think this is about? Is this just a Hail Mary to try to make him look good in front of the public? I think that's part of it uh, because he's trying to, uh, 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 you know, go after uh, his accusers. And so his new attorney, Abby Lowell, who I know is a real aggressive uh, uh, lawyer and uh, uh, is representing, by the way, Senator Menendez and his indictment for being uh, taking bribes, etc., uh, and interesting enough, he also represented Jared Kushner uh, before the January 6th committee. Okay. So I think what uh, this new attorney, Abby Lowe, said, look, let's go on the offensive. Uh, let, let's demand that this be public. And he also filed a slew of civil lawsuits against uh, those who had access to his laptop, uh, claiming that the Giuliani and others violated his rights uh, for accessing his computer under uh, violating federal law. I don't think that's going anywhere. So they're trying to go on the offensive, but uh, it's, it's not causing a lot of uh, anguish, so to speak, in the White House, because now we're in the heat of the campaign coming up, and uh, the White House people wanted the uh, uh, Hunter Biden stuff to quietly go away, uh, but now Hunter's uh, upping the ante, so to speak, and so it's going to be a real big... Uh, uh, dog and pony show here coming up in the next few weeks. How about Donald Trump's fight on the gag order? The judge in New York is one of the most, um, I'll just say dastardly uh, judges that I've ever seen in in my life where he basically told the president to shut up and he wasn't there to... Right. It's going on and on and on and Donald Trump really hasn't been able... Uh, to speak publicly or defend himself publicly. Um, and I know that there's some wording that was used that was kind of tough to, to follow up on, Paul. What do you make of all this and what's going to happen? Well, the, there's two gag orders in, in, in play here. One is the New York case, as you said, and that one dealt with uh, uh, Trump being told he can't speak bad of the, of the judge's law clerk. Uh, and uh, that, that gag order was... Uh, temporarily lifted uh, by the New York Appellate Court. Uh, but the one that's uh, more uh, of concern is the one here in D.C. Last uh, Monday, I was at the hearing uh, where the Court of Appeals was reviewing Judge Chutkin's order that was uh, gagged uh, Trump from uh, targeting, and that's the word she used, targeting uh, uh, the Jack Smith special counsel and any witnesses or potential witnesses in the case. Uh, and and uh, that was temporarily lifted by the Court of Appeals uh, in order for them to hear 
the appeal of the case. So last week was the appeal. Three judges uh, uh, sat there and they grilled both the uh, parties uh, in a two and a half hour uh, session. Uh, and and it looks like, uh, from my uh, perspective, that the court is going to probably limit the uh, uh, extent of the gag order uh, because it's kind of vague and overbroad where the court simply said, you can't target the special counsel. And, and uh, it became clear during the argument that how unclear that word target means. In other words, the judge said um, to the government attorney, for uh, saying that, well, well, can Donald Trump say that uh, uh, Jack Smith's a liar? And and the attorney says, no, under the gag order, he can't say that. But how about if he says that he's a, an untruthful speaker? He speaks the untruth. And the attorney says, well, yeah, he can say that. <laughs> well, it became pretty obvious at the hearing that that shows how ridiculous this is that, uh, in effect, uh, uh, Donald Trump's uh, lawyers are going to have to look at all his speeches and have to uh, uh, make sure he doesn't cross the line here because the line is so vague and blurry. You don't know where it is. So I think the court will cut back on that, and, and I expect a, a ruling on that uh, this week. So stay tuned uh, 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 for that. Uh, but uh, So you have those two gag orders going on, and, and the other main argument they make is that uh, and this is interesting. Just yesterday, or, or actually two days ago, um, the government took uh, the information from the New York case mm. where uh, there was evidence that other third parties were sending death threats to the judge in New York and his law clerk. And, and, and they're saying, see here, look, uh, Trump's uh, uh, tweets, et cetera, are causing this to happen. And the argument there is, look, uh, you can't limit someone's First Amendment speech just because of what third parties uh, do uh, with that information. That, that, that's, otherwise, you have what's called a heckler's veto, right. where you have a third party squelch your First Amendment rights to speak out. So uh, the, the, the uh, uh, Trump's attorney said, hey, look, number one, that stuff from New York is not uh, evidence for this case in D.C., and number two, uh, you can't... Uh, 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 gag Trump just because what third parties might do right. ab about what he says. Paul Kaminar on the line with us. He is the lead counsel of the National Legal and Policy Center. Uh, Paul, we we actually are running out of time. That goes quick. Sure. I know. I'm sorry. Um, can you tell everybody where to go check you out and how, if anybody wants to get in contact with you, they can do so and follow you in any of the other uh, areas? Sure, yeah. I uh, just uh, encourage your listeners uh, to go to our website uh, for the National Legal and Policy Center. It's our initials, nlpc.org, O-R-G, nlpc.org, and you'll see all our uh, uh, filings and complaints. We filed ethics complaints against the likes of AOC and, and, and that crew, and also uh, uh, we've been uh, outspoken about uh, the uh, liberal... Uh, anti-Semitism going on on college campuses and how money coming from overseas is is affecting uh, this kind of anti-Semitic activity on college campuses, which we talked about last time. God bless. Everybody, that's the one and only Paul Kaminar. There's more freedom on deck to go. Don't go anywhere. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. All right, so it's been a long time since we've had the next guest on with us, and I'm so happy to bring her back on. We're talking about the president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers, the co-founder of the Sovereignty Coalition, Miss Reggie Littlejohn. Little Reggie, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Chet. Thank you so very much. I'm sorry it's been so long since uh, we've been able to bring you on. 
But just so everybody out there listening knows, you're going to be coming on with a monthly on the monthly again, and we're pretty stoked up. We're happy to have you back. Okay, well, I really look forward to it. So there's so much. It's been three months. What's going on? What's on Reggie's mind? What's going on uh, in women's rights without frontiers? What's happening in China? Well, okay, so 2024, Chet, is going to be a huge year because there's three things, three huge things that are happening. First thing is in May of 2024, the World Health Organization is going to be voting on the, the, the new pandemic treaty and the new international health regulations amendments, yep. uh, which, will, which will deprive us of our sovereignty. Then in September, completely independent, the, the United Nations is going to be voting on giving themselves an emergency platform that will do the same thing, um, basically rob us of our sovereignty, but on the basis not of... Um, of, of health, but but more of um, climate change. If there's an internet shutdown, events in outer space, believe it or not, and uh, black swan events, which is anything else that they want. And then the third thing, third huge thing that's happening in 2024 is the um, U.S. presidential election. Yeah. So between the three of these things, um, life as we know it could be. You know, 2024 could be like the last year of it because uh, depending on who wins the presidential election, depending on, depending on what happens with the World Health Organization and the United Nations, things could be looking very bleak for freedom in America. You know, Reggie, you're, you're right. There are so many big things coming up. It's hard to believe the way this country is shaping out and the way things look right now that Donald Trump wouldn't be elected but it, it seems like they're willing to do anything and everything in order to take him down. Um, what do you think about that? Because I know that there was there was a, you had a better outlook when he was in office. Without him in office over the last four years, uh, what is the difference now with what you're seeing and how it interjects with everything you're talking about? Okay, so huh, there's a huge difference between the Trump administration and the Biden administration in terms of the World Health Organization. That Trump got it that that they not that that the World Health Organization was not doing anything helpful. It was actually being harmful, and he saw how completely incompetent they were, and really an arm of the Chinese Communist Party um, during the pandemic response. Where you, I'm sure you remember that they were sort of parroting what China said. Oh yeah. Oh, there's no human-to-human -human transmission. Oh, it came from a bat, et cetera. Um, you know, so he saw that and, and withdrew the United States from the World Health Organization. Now, the thing is that under the rules of the World Health Organization, it takes a year to actually get out. Like, you have to give a year's notice. And so then by the time we would have been out, Biden put us back in. And so Biden, in sharp contrast, has been driving these, um, these international health regulations. So it was the Biden administration that, that, that submitted the first ones that are some of the most egregious ones that got the ball rolling on these international health regulations. So it's really, there couldn't be a more stark contrast between the Trump and the Biden administrations concerning the way they're handling um, the World Health Organization. You know, that's a very uh, disturbing uh, situation, especially and and with Joe Biden, I, I do believe there are other people pulling the strings. I I think he's kind of just a a face for the uh, for the puppeteers. But uh, you know, most people don't know that that's going on. I mean, if if in contrast, if you told folks, hey, look, uh, Donald Trump was actually going to push back against these regulations enforced by and a uh, outside entity, but Joe Biden is opening the door for it. Uh, most people would be like, well, I didn't know that. That's a, that's a concern, and it's more reason for people to check out sites like yours. Right. This is the thing. People don't know because the mainstream media is not reporting on this. So I would ask everybody to go on to our website. It's called SovereigntyCoalition.org, SovereigntyCoalition.org, and read up on what's happening. And the other, the other great website is the Stop Vaccine Passports Task Force. So that's Stop Vax, V-A-X, Passports.org, um, which has the best set of webinars that will explain all this stuff by you know, the top, some of the top experts in the world. 
Uh, but but the thing is that these international health regulations and pandemic treaty, those two documents taken together, will establish a, a biotech surveillance state um, that 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 will we we call it the digital gulag. It will trap every one of us um, to the extent that. Once this thing is implemented, there will be no more dissent because if you just the the pandemic treaty requires nations to censor people who are saying misinformation, disinformation, or even participating in an infodemic. So an infodemic just means too much information. So the information might all be true, but if there's too much of it, you know, the World Health Organization has obligated or will obligate nations who come under this uh, treaty to censor people who are either saying uh, stuff that is against the narrative of the World Health Organization or who are just making too much, you know, they, they are just um, giving too much information, even if it's correct. So so there's there's censorship, there's surveillance. That, okay, there's something called One Health where the World Health Organization wants basically to have... Um, jurisdiction over every aspect of life, human health, animal health, plant health, and the environment. And so what that means is they want to be able to surveil us on all of those fronts um, so that if there's anything that they come up with that they think might be um, a, a health risk, it doesn't even have to be a pandemic. It can just be something that could be could conceivably become a pandemic, um, that they will then uh, want to be able to call the shots and tell every country, including the United States, what, how to handle it, whether there should be mask mandates and vaccine mandates, meaning forced vaccination. Um, so and th- this is going to be voted on in May of 2024. So, so, th- so the thing is that um, if people go on the website, the Sovereignty Coalition website, um, we've had some really great successes. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, you can take action, uh, go and alert your congressman, congresswoman to um, things that are happening. And so, we, I, you know, I believe that through the efforts of the Sovereignty Coalition, um, the House of Representatives recently voted to defund the World Health Organization. And I think that's because we ran several campaigns of people sending them emails and calling them up yeah. that that happened. Um, now it's with the Senate. And we just maybe two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, we had a breakfast or a breakfast briefing for senators and their staff on Capitol Hill. It was very, very well received. Wow. Um, so we're working on the Senate, but we need people's help. We need people to go on to SovereignTyCoalition.org, sign the declaration, um, and then take action. Uh, because when you send these emails that go directly to your representatives saying how concerned you are about the World Health Organization, do you guys hear back from any of the uh, Congress people or, or any of the senators um, when they get these calls, or has that happened or no? Okay, so, yes. So the night before the vote of the Appropriations Committee, we did a call to action, yeah, and we got several hundred thousand emails to members of the Appropriations Committee so that every member of the Appropriations Committee um, got 5,500, that's 5,500 emails in their inboxes. Yes, the great. Warning that that vote was taking place and they voted to defund it. And so, number one, that's an, that's an answer. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like your voices have been heard. Yep. But then also the, the chair of the Appropriations Committee and then also one of the leading members that was leading this fight within the Appropriations Committee actually sent us a one-minute video thanking us for all we did oh, to bring that's great. all of this information uh, to the Appropriations Committee. So that was pretty amazing to have a video like that, a thank you video, basically, from yeah. the, the, the two top two of the top members of the Appropriations Reggie, Committee. one last time, because we're running down, really running down quick here. Uh, give everybody the site one more time. Okay, so um, go to Sovereignty, S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N-T-Y, SovereigntyCoalition.org, and sign the declaration. Also, follow me on at Real Reggie Littlejohn on on Getter. So at Real Reggie Littlejohn, you'll get updates. Okay, Reggie, thank you so much. We'll bring you on next month. Okay, thank you so very much, Chet. Okay, everybody, that's the one and only Reggie Littlejohn. Make sure you go check out all that. Don't go anywhere. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. I heard it was you.
Welcome back to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now. None other than one of our very favorites. Of course, he is a voice that's heard on the Lee Elsie Show each Tuesday. He's a voice that's heard in the community. He's a voice that's heard in Hartford. He's a voice that's heard in Ned Lamont's head every night. I'm talking about the one and only Tony D'Angelo. Tony D, Tony, how are you, sir? Chet Martin, I am wonderful. Proud to be among you and these great folks on Freedom on Deck. Well, we always are so happy to bring you on the program, and we always stick local in CT as you uncover uh, story after story about Ned Lamont and uh, his criminal enterprise, and Bob Swick does a fantastic job with that, and we have Bob on on a monthly basis. Bob's the godfather, yes. He's the <laughs> Well, Lee's the godfather here, but out there in the, um, let's say, citizen journalist of Connecticut, yeah, Bob is for sure. I would say the same. Um, there's a lot of bad stuff going on. You know, let, let's talk about a, a little bit about the uh, thought police vandalism episodes in CT and, and just in general, the um, the outright bullying of the citizen of, of Connecticut by this administration, the left, and also throughout the campuses. This is really... Uh, I, I get more and more amazed every single day, as you know, and most people listening here have, uh, you know, listened on the Lee Elsie show. I'll also be doing a, another follow-up segment on this on 30 with Tony uh, coming up, uh, believe it will be next Thursday at 3. But um, there is a man in Hartford, his name is Scott Franklin, who has been tabbed with the most heinous and horrible racial crimes for reportedly or purportedly, Chet Martin, defacing a Black Lives mural um, at the Black Lives Matter mural at Bushnell Park in Hartford. Now, if you look at the video that they've shown, this video is inconclusive. It proves nothing. Um, the guy has been in jail. He's still in jail. You know, he's probably just waiting out the winter. He's probably in no hurry to get out of there. It's like jail or the street, take your pick. Yeah. And it's like he, um, you know, it, this is like off the uh, off the radar. And once we started challenging this and say, what did you do? Is this a prop event? There's nothing here convicting these guys. If you go down the statutes of how the man is convicted, it doesn't even bootstrap into anything beyond vandalism, which is really, in effect, what it is if he did it. You know, but yet, you know, we're, we're back where we were. The other thing this past week, and this all kind of leads to the same thing. Yeah. Winnipeg University, a university which has a law school and actually has a professor who wants to be a federal judge who came out with a letter and the letter she said you gotta let everybody out of prison this is the kind of law school they got oh but my God. someone you know be it whatever the motivation was painted a swastika nazi germany symbol on the ground now i am not for that at all that I, that is not my belief I am I am incredibly indebted to the Jewish people in my life. I do not want to. I venerate Israel as a Christian man. But that said, yes, sir. This comment from the person I got to get her name in uh, Quinnipiac University. Yeah. Reacting to this. Yeah. It was just so. I. It's. Um, it, it, it. It just was so amazingly. Um, yeah, here it is. It's the uh, such hate speech is abhorrent, can be threatening, and violates our code of conduct and character. School officials said it's an official statement written by PR Central. I guess the campus will spare no effort identifying and disciplining the perpetrators. Idiot campus, you with a law school. There is no crime with that. You got me. There is no crime. It's a First Amendment matter. Now, if there's harm on a Jewish person, that's a crime. Tony, how much How much do you want to bet that is some leftist that uh, spray-painted that? It could have been the same guy that did it in Hartford, Chet. 
It could have been. It always is, though, isn't it? I mean, it always is. Like when I when I see these stories, um, I I always have to say to myself, well, who painted the swastika with the Trump, uh, you know, the the MAGA above it? And then it ends up being somebody that's trying to make the other side look bad. They it's like they try to create these these crimes that, like you said, it's not even a crime, but I guarantee you if we find out who it was, it's going to be somebody that uh, probably either knows the person claiming they're going to bust it up or or maybe at least has the same political leanings. You know, one of our dear callers, I may have her name right. I think she's from the center of the state. Her name might be Charlene. Mm. I may not have that exactly no, right, you- but she, uh, I, I think she drives for a living, and she's had a very good point which I've said for time to time to time. You know, this is the thing. Government thinks citizens are stupid, and government gets slapped in the head when they realize the citizens are smarter than they are. Yeah. That all said, very much smarter than they are. She said, you know, whenever something happens in Connecticut, when it's something where the government gets weak, Lamont's caught up in more corruption, uh, some stupid thing happened, there's some scandal, you know, there's uh, fingers in the cookie, jar hands in the pie they 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 have a couple of go-to's you know they have a couple of you know, bottles on the shelf they pull down one which they haven't done recently because it's you know probably there ain't no no, no more milk lift left in that bottle is yeah. COVID. you know Ned, Ned, whenever Ned was pressured, he'd ramp up the COVID statistic. Now the go-to is racism yep. apparently from what I understand one of our local networks is starting to have this series on, you know, look at all the hate that's going on. In other words, don't look at what's really happening in government, Chet Martin. Look at what we're manufacturing over here yeah. because <laughs> that's our narrative and that's what, you know, you want us to believe. Now, I can look at that and say, you know something? That's hate speech to me because I know you're lying. It's threatening to the truth, and I believe in the truth. But the fundamental thing, I want to tell everybody today, there is no such thing as hate speech. It is free speech. You know, this is well settled going back to 1945 in the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah it protects uncomfortable speech. That's yeah. what we know it is, Tony. Absolute positive joke. And I'm tired of these, and I'm tired of these weak political figures. You know, be they whatever party, who never call it out, who never say, you know, this is ridiculous. They'll just sit there and say, oh, this is terrible. It's like, well, look, painting spots because it's not my thing. It is not good, but it's like that is somebody's right to free expression. Yeah. I, I might be very sarcastic here, and I might say, okay, well, you know, is the guy who painted that swastika turn around the next day and say to somebody else, hey, you know, uh, from from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free. What's the difference? That's how confused the stupid ideology is. It probably was somebody that actually either believes that or is prone to believe that, uh, you know, Zionism is some evil thing. I mean, this is... This is the thought that they have. The, the only hate I see coming out lately, Tony, is from the left. I mean, it, it, it's, it's not even close. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely correct. It's, it's just, and, and I mean, when we used to say, okay, let's call it vandalism, let's call it what it is, let's, let's you know, punish people for vandalism. You can have your stupid opinion, but the only reason people focus on this is because the stupid local media, state supported, throws it in our face. Right. As we don't have enough to worry about. Otherwise, but yet it does facilitate the narrative of those who are looking to control things and the serially incompetent and the politically connected and Dan. Dan. You, you, you've heard me talk about this all too often. Yeah, the problem is we can't get them out. And um, again and again and again, it's the uh, citizens that pay the price for the ineptitude of those that are put into office. But, Tony, um, we are running up against it. We have about 30 seconds. I want you to be able to tell everybody where to go and check you out before we got to go. Well, 
Tuesday mornings, uh, 7 Eastern, Lee Elsie Show on this fine network, 94.9. You can also see me on 30 with Tony on Twitter at 3 Eastern on Thursdays. And uh, we have a lot of fun with that. It's on Twitter and YouTube, and we usually knock around 30 to 40. And we, we do the same thing like we're doing here, Chip. But we're, what's good about it is that it's video. I can throw an article up. I can put a, put a pointer there. And, uh, you know, we can, uh, you know, thanks to Mr. Musk. We're not bound by any social conventions whatsoever. So, very good, Tony. Thank you very much, and um, you're also heard here on Freedom on Deck, and we love having you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Today, <laughs> I'll talk to you soon, Tony. Thank you. Hey, pal. Thank you. Bye. Everybody, that was the one and only Tony D. We got a lot more show to go here with Freedom on Deck. Don't you dare go anywhere. It turns me on. It turns me. On. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. We're going to be rounding out the show with some disturbing news. It is the uh, roundup, as I like to call it here on Freedom on Deck. We're going to stick with one news story in particular. And thank you for sticking with the show. The three interviews in a, in a row, I know it can kind of be tough sometimes, but we appreciate the the time that you give us for sure. I've just been trying to to pile the interviews up and get them out there. All right. Um, well, this comes an individual linked back to the Obama administration. Shocking, huh? A senior Pentagon official who oversaw federally operated school systems in the Americas has been arrested in a Georgia human trafficking sting. The Coata County Sheriff's Office last week announced the arrests of 26 people, including Stephen Havanick, former chief of staff for the America's Division and Department of Defense Education Activity in connection with an alleged human trafficking ring. Havanick apparently held his position since 2010. According to his LinkedIn profile, authorities charge Havanick 64 with pandering a misdemeanor in Georgia after he allegedly uh, solicited sex in a motel room with an undercover agent, according to Fox 5 Atlanta. All right, um, Brian, you saw the video. So what was that like? What did that look like? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It was like a run-of-the-mill John video. You know what I mean? He, wa he, he walks in, you know, she greets him. He says how beautiful she was and all this mm. other stuff, complimenting her. And whatnot, and you know he, he he wants to. I think it was that he wanted to take a shower, and oh. uh, with her and and whatnot, and so he puts his glasses. He probably down. just came from work, Brian. So <laughs> probably, probably he puts his, <laughs> but he sorry. puts his he puts his glasses down right next to a box of condoms, and and <laughs> Jesus. and then. And then so like she she goes into the bathroom and as soon as she goes in the bathroom, boom the the sheriffs come in of you course, know sheriff's yep. department and he's oh what well I didn't do anything I was just looking for a, I was I was just asking for a massage you know and oh. <laughs> you know when when you put your when you put your reading glasses yeah. next to next yeah. to a box of condoms on the right. on the video but hey, yeah it's just strange at least it wasn't Chris Hansen right. Yeah, he yeah. He didn't walk into Chris saying, "Hi, oh, why don't you take a seat over there? Take a seat." <laughs> yeah, that was always good, you know. Um, CV, uh, you know, Brian made this point in between the uh, commercials. It's good to see that the Pentagon is linked up with our schools in this disturbing way. Why is that? Well, we should get rid of the uh, the Bureau of Education and a lot of other bureaus and agencies that we don't need. Uh, I, I, I recently was listening to the fact that our government wants to take over AI and use it for its own means and have it run our health, our health care. Could you imagine mm -hmm. instead of the doctor diagnosing you and telling you what medications to take, it'll be artificial intelligence. I mean, the, gov the government has to have their hand in every little thing in our life. You know, we're living in a, we're living in an Orwellian dystopia and it's disgusting I wish everybody would stop staring into their phones. And I'm getting off topic here. But anyway, yep. do you remember um, 
this congresswoman from, I think it was Tennessee, or was it North Carolina? And she was uh, at a hearing, and she was talking to the person whose job it was to make sure that uh, migrant children get placed in in safe situation. And she lost 83,000 of them. She lost track of 83,000 children. Where did oh they go? God. They were trafficked. They're probably being used for satanic uh, ritual abuse. That's where they went. Or, or it, it, at the very least, being sex trafficked. I mean, that's what I mean. Uh, yes. You know, Brian. How many people out, in the Pentagon? They went out to California to the Getty. Yeah. yeah. How many other people in the Pentagon are doing this kind of crap, Brian? That's what I'd like to know. How is there? Well, it, you know, they they orchestrate this crap. Nobody can tell me they don't. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's interesting that it's uh, an Obama era official. And, uh, you know, we can recall back to, you know, Barack having some uh, some interesting parties where, you know, like 60,000 hot dogs and pizza out in Chicago. You know, I mean, who spends $60,000 on hot dogs and pizza? I mean, I don't know, man. I, I tell you this right now, man. We, you go down to the local market basket up here. You can get a, you can get a cheese pie for 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Because, Yo, they have because great hot pizza dogs. and it's ten dollars. I mean, you know, I mean, for ten dollars a pie, you know, that's that's good. That's a lot of pizza. I wonder if you know Brian was talking about that with Obama's party there. Who who do you think catered it? Rocket ping pong is that the pizza? But just pizza party they had. Just for our audience's edification, you may not know this, but hot dogs is code for little boys, and pizza is code for little girls. And what's pasta again? Is pastas for something too, right? Oh yeah, isn't that they like both? A, they have a whole thing. You can actually go on the FBI website and see and, and see all of them. They're, I mean, they're, they're, some of it's gravy, pasta, pasta with sauce. I mean, all these different things. And, and they, they all did this something. in Hillary's emails. Had all this crap in it, man. Yep, Hillary's John emails it was littered with this stuff. Podesta. I mean, yeah. come on. You know, they were talking about, oh, it was a great party. I love the pizza. You know, dude, it's so disgusting. Yeah, isn't isn't it fascinating pizza. that John Podesta is never hauled in front of Congress to answer any questions about anything? He was the one who came up with Russia collusion. He's the one who puts the hit out on, on all these, on all these Clinton them, uh, enemies. What? Because he knows about them. Yeah. And just, Barack Obama's never questioned about anything. He's never hauled in front of Congress to answer anything. And Donald Trump is being uh, harassed across the country for these ridiculous, ridiculous charges. Because he took files. Muzzled. Give me a freaking break. I'll tell you, and muzzled, by the way. And muzzled. Which he, and muzzled incorrectly in the way they treat uh, uh the president and my current president, who is Donald Trump, not that idiot that's taken his orders from Obama. But the um, the great point is, Brian, uh, these guys all have – when we talk about Podesta, why isn't he drug in front of Congress? And I say he's got stuff on all of them. They all have stuff on each other. They've all done so much horrible things yeah. that they can't even trust each other because they have so much dirt under their fingernails that the next one coming to clean them out has just as much dirt and is just going to put double the amount in there. So they can't say a damn thing about one another because they have just as much on one as the other one does. Well, and that's by design. That's that's absolutely by design. What do you what do you think China, you know, pays off so many of our politicians? Why? You, what do you think that China China doesn't have videos of uh, Joe Biden probably in a very compromised position with a very young child? I guarantee you, he does. Uh, I guarantee absolutely. you, Chi does. You know, and and a lot of people say, "Oh, you're you know you're making accusations, false accusations." I'm not making false accusations. I'm 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 making a a I'm making an assumption based on the an educated guess of right an educated guess based on the activity (laughs) of of his son, uh, based on his own activity. I mean, the way he touches young children. you know the the other things that have gone on with other politicians in this government. This government is sick and yes. disgusting. And I am I'm sorry, but th- 
I'm proud to be an American, but I am ashamed of our government. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree with you there. Absolutely. And, and what's wrong with Christopher Ray? I you know Chris Crispy Creamy Chris Crispy, whatever his freaking name is, he recommended Christopher Ray to become the the director of the FBI and Trump oh, went Krispy along Kreme, with it. Chris Christie, and then, yeah. And then, and, and, and when he's being, when Christopher Ray is being questioned in Congress, he's like, "I'm a Republican. Don't accuse me of being biased against Republicans and conservatives." What a cover! The, the guy does nothing but but harass and spy on and persecute uh, Christians and conservatives and MAGA people like like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, well, listen, there is no tomorrow because we're coming up to the very end of the program. But it was great having the guys back on. I want to tell everybody uh, I appreciate you sitting through the three guests. Usually it's only going to be two. We're not going to do three in a row. We're not starting back with that or anything. It just kind of lined up that way. Um, and thank you for listening, giving us your support. Make sure you go to freedomondeck.com and check out everything we have there. It's a fantastic website updated by CV Dude does a fantastic job with that. And for myself, Chet Martin, Brian Bro, and CV Burton, God bless America. Come back here next week, same Freedom Station, same Freedom Time with Freedom on Deck. Bye,